Good evening, Phoenix Nation. Hi. We're back yet again. Yes. Did you miss us? I missed you. I missed you too. I know. And for those of you that don't know, which means you've been living under a rock for at least the past year, six months, something in that room. Almost a year. Yeah, I am Josh Phoenix, and this is my sister from another mister, Jade Phoenix, and we're Hi. here with the Phoenix Gate Podcast. Yes. Yes, we are, and uh, it's a good night. It's yeah. a good night. Why is it a good night? Because we're feeling the energy tonight. Mm -hmm. Woo! For What's those that coming don't up? Know, in the next coming days, we are going to have not only a full moon, but a lunar eclipse at the same time that they have called the Super Blood Wolf Moon. Yeah, man. It's the we're already affected by the energy, and this isn't happening for another like five days. So you can only imagine how crazy him and I are actually going to be. And it also happens to take place two days before I go on my trip. Yep. Yeah. When so, you leave for Florida for yeah. what? Podcast City Network's one year anniversary. Because, you know, representing tonight, representing tonight. Because we are one week away from me invading Florida mm -hmm. and basically just doing the whole Phoenix thing and burning everything to the fucking ground. Yep. So and while we're fun. calling out Podcast City Network as well, yes. This past Saturday, where were we, Jade? Oh, we were at Mulcahy in Wontaw to see our favorite brand that we never miss a performance, and that's Shillelagh Law. And they love us; they mm -hmm. really do. They know us; they see us every time. They make fun of the fact that my hair is ever changing. Yes. All the time. <laughs> so. Yes. So the boys, Shillelagh Law, half the bottle down. We always respect you. And we'll be back. When are we going back to see them again? Uh, actually, I looked. It's actually March 9th. Oh, well, still. Even it's better. a Saturday right before your birthday. Even better! Yes. Even so better is that we don't have to worry about having to get off the day of my birthday, which is a Thursday. Yeah. And we can get drunk. Hell yeah. Again. Yeah. 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 I'm in! Drunk! <laughs> Yay! Okay, so, I mean, I know, Mar wait, March 9th is the same day as Big Apple Con. We can make it work. Ooh, after party. After. Yo. So the Phoenix Gates after party is going to be in Long Island. Unofficially, um, we're going there. We're going to party with Shillelagh Law. We're going to get fucking wasted. And we already found, what, three loyal travelers at the show last time, last yeah. week. So maybe we can get more of you guys to join us. Because it'll be fun. And it'll be a pre-birthday celebration for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So come get drunk with us. Yes. Get drunk with us. Get mm -hmm. drunk with the gate. Yep. Now, speaking of getting drunk. Yes! My favorite time of the week. Yes, it is time for epic beer snobbery. Now, I'm I understand. Being I'm being good. This is yeah. water. It's water. I, I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking a page from a, uh, a friend of mine, and I am drinking flavored water. I'm being good this week, so I don't look like a drunken hippie mess. Woo! Well, no, no more than usual. No, no more than yeah. usual. So, yeah. I'm sad to say, I put it up earlier today asking what you guys wanted me to review. I gave you guys two options. I'm assuming you guys felt by liking a picture, especially on Instagram, you were voting. I actually needed you to say A or B. Thankfully, a couple of people actually did vote, vote A or B. So, this week's Epic Beer Snobbery is Icing on the Cake from the Grim Artisanal mm, Brewery. It looks yummy. Yes. It is an imperial milk stout brewed with cacao nibs and vanilla. 
Nibs. Giggity. Um, Let me get my mouth all over your nibs. That's what she said. Or he said, depending on your preference. Or both. Or both. Depending on your preference. Hey. So, is it tasty? It's tasty. It is. Oh, woo, woo. No, no, just because. You're analyzing. No, it, just, it, it definitely has a chocolate flavor all over the place, but it's a different chocolate than the ones I've come across Is before. it a different chocolate than last week's where it was that nice, like, velvety Mexican hot chocolate where you oh, get that cake different. at the end? No, 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 it's very different. It's, it's <laughs> almost like hmm. quick with too much powder in it, where it's like a it's little, a little thicker. chalky? Not, it's not quite chalky, but it's more, it's not a milk chocolate, it's not a dark chocolate, but it's not quite semi-sweet chocolate either. It's somewhere in it's that middle. It's just that nice, I'm yeah. craving chocolate and I only want to taste chocolate yes. kind All of chocolate. Yes, all you want to taste chocolate chocolate, but it's not like the 82% cacao chocolate. Let me taste it. I'm going to be a beer snob too. Mmm. I actually, I see what you mean. It, Yeah. It's, it's a got, little, it's a little chocolatey than milk chocolate. Is it, a, it? Is that a stout as well? Yeah, it is a stout. It is a stout because I got the little, both, that little uh, hoppy stout on yeah, the end. Both choices this week were were actually stouts. Mm -hmm. This is Grim Artisanal Brewery, which they are located in uh, Virginia, Sterling, ooh. Virginia. Nice. Okay. As opposed to the uh, Jabruzzo from Destination Unknown in Bayshore, Long Island. Well, the good thing is, since they didn't choose that beer for this week, next time we're live, we will put that beer up and see if the, uh, we'll put it up against another beer and we'll see if yeah. people actually we'll see. vote. We'll see two beers enter, one beer leaves well, into my belly. stomach. And then also the great thing is that it leads us into the fact that what do we have that's brand new, Josh? We have brand new social media accounts that you guys can follow us on. You can talk to us. You can suggest, vote on polls we're doing. Oh, and, and the lamp contest. Yes. Also, last week I said for the new year, I was going to be raffling off a custom-made, one-of-a-kind beer lamp made from the bottle from the Westbrook Brewery Mexican cake stout that I drank last week. Right. Now, all you need to do, the link is up on our Facebook. It's up on our Twitter and we're going to uh -huh. put it up on the rest of the social media accounts, Instagram. Well, I think it's, it's, up, it's up on Instagram. It's up on Instagram as well. All you need to do is comment on those posts, X1. That's it. Oh, X1. Be, I'm already compiling a list of people that have done it so far. I'm going to, on the 19th, I'm going to put that list into a randomizer, shuffle it three times, whoever's the top name. When's a custom-made beer lamp, free of charge, shipping and included. And that is January 19th. January 19th. Not February 19th. And since today is the 16th, that means y'all got three fucking days to do it. Get on it, people. Come on. Saturday is the cutoff, guys. Who wouldn't want... It's a, literally a bottle that's... Look at the size of this bottle. Look at it. Look at it. It's, yeah. it's big I mean, bottle. I've, I've, I've given a couple of these lamps to people as gifts. I've sold a couple as well. They're, they're really beautiful. nice. They're really, really they're nice. They're beautiful. And they're free. Yeah, who doesn't <laughs> want free shit? Who doesn't want free shit from the Phoenix Gate, honestly? Yes. And on. for those of you that are still on the fence a little bit, like I said, I have a different site set up for the beer lamps. It is called Drunken Enlightenment on Facebook. 
check it out. You'll see the end result of some of these lamps, and you'll see how awesome they are. And then you're like, oh, shit, why did I wait so long to get in on this? Yeah, because you know what? Seriously, depending on how this giveaway goes... We may do more in the future. Well, yeah. We'll do more in the future, and we'll change mm -hmm. it up. Maybe they don't want a lamp. Mm -hmm. Maybe they want a candle. Yeah, we can do, yeah, we I can, can do custom candles. I can candles. do a candle holder, too. Yeah. We can do a candle holder, candle. We can do we all can that. We can do all that. Trust me, we are very flexible. Mm -hmm. That's why we are the Phoenix Gate. All right. Whatever. What, what's that over there? I need to have a come. What? What they don't. What she doesn't know. She's getting one of her own for her birthday. Oh. I didn't hear that. I heard birds. Yeah, you heard birds? <laughs> Why do birds. birds suddenly appear? I mean, okay. So, in all honesty, everybody's probably sitting here since I talk with my hands and they're wondering why this is all wrapped up and shiny. She um, has the plague. I know. The J virus is coming. It's, it's, I got bit. It's happening. It really, no, I got a tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> I got a tattoo today, so yeah, that's another reason why I'm only drinking water and not alcohol, because alcohol make you bleed. So, I don't want to bleed out all the brand new beautiful colors. I've seen it already, it's awesome. Yeah. I did put it up on my personal social media, and I am thinking about putting it up on our Twitter account later. So honestly, you really should hop on Twitter right now and look up the, the Phoenix, Phoenix Gate. Gate. We're there. Follow us on Twitter. And you know what the best part about Twitter is? If you, you can talk to us while we're broadcasting. If you can't, if you're not going to leave a comment here, tweet, tweet us. I will answer your tweets live on air if you want me to. But you have to follow the Phoenix Gate on Twitter to do that. I like that idea. We're going to do that idea. But... We've talked about my tattoo, we've talked about the lamp giveaway, we've spoken of the beer snobbery for this week, Yes, we and have. how you actually did enjoy it. Yes, I did. I very much suggest that if you can find Icing on the Cake by the Grim Artisanal Brewery, grab a bottle. Mm. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I understand, every, you know, people out there are like, oh, he's just, you know, saying everything is good, everything is good. Oh. No, trust me, I'm sure down the line I will find a beer that I could probably not even stomach more than two to three sips of before I've got to go ditch it. It's true. I mean, I actually personally, between the beer snobbery from last week versus the beer... Hello, unofficial mascot. Tony. Tony. Uh, the uno... Bleh, now I lost my train of thought. I was saying, between the beer snobbery of last week versus the beer snobbery of this week, personally, I prefer last week's. Did you? I do. And the funny thing is, is you know me, I hate spicy. Yeah, she... But it's a but different I liked kind it. of spicy. I liked it. I actually... Tony, get your tail out of the camera. I really like last... This one's good, too. Let's not get it twisted. I just, for some reason, prefer the other one. Okay. It I mean, was just tastes better to me. To each their own. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Hi, Alex. <laughs> hey, what's up? Alex and I... Oh, God. Okay, quick sidetrack before we get into the meat and potatoes. Meat <coughs> and potatoes. Alex and I are huge How to Train Your Dragon fans. I know mm -hmm. you are, too. Um, we just got our tickets to go see How to Train Your Dragon 3 at an advanced screening in Roosevelt Field on the 2nd. Yeah. That is some good shit. It's some right good there. shit. And I'm excited. She's already talking about wearing her Kirigumi. And yes, Kitty is definitely yes. photo bombing. Um, and I can't wait because I'm probably knowing me, I'm gonna be all decked out in how to train your dragon, like T shirt or tank top or whatever it is that I can pull out. And it's just gonna be a great it's gonna be a great fucking time. I can't fucking wait for this movie. Yeah. I'm going to be ugly fucking crying. During this movie, I will not lie. The, I cried during How to Train Your Dragon 2. Oh, like yeah. a baby. No. You were there. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm not ashamed to admit, I did too. 
Yo, that movie. And then this movie. The I'm going to be ugly the crying. Feels. So many feels. I'm going to be ugly crying. going to be ugly crying. It is what it is. It is what it is. So, let's get into the meat and potatoes because I am hungry. Mm-hmm. Actually, hello, David. Hi. Hey, what's up, Dave? David, I can't wait to see you in a week and a half, brother. Unfortunately, I couldn't make the trip. Maybe for the two-year anniversary. Or just for shits and giggles to go yeah, visit. Sure. Yeah. Plus, David's in New Jersey, so oh, that makes we can go easier. see David anytime. True. Yes. Okay, and as you can see, the title of our episode is remake, reboot, or recycle. Did you have to double check that. Yeah. I yeah, did. you did. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm not wearing my glasses, so I need to squint oh, a little bit. Oh, oh. Well, why don't you give them a look of of, of uh, studious informant Professor Josh? Professor Josh Phoenix, please oh, come only... to the floor. Well, there's one problem with that. Tony's sitting on Tony's it. Tony's sitting on my glasses. Get right off. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Okay. Professor Josh, join us. Hi. Hello. This is Professor Josh Phoenix. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Professor. Hello. We are here to be talking about the movies. Whether they are the remake, the reboot, or the recycle. See, now the question is, does a movie who is a remake count as a standalone, or does it count as a reboot? Or is it an actual remake? Well, that is the question. That honestly depends on the movie itself. Now, there is, I'm going to jump off with talking about a classic horror film, which was John Carpenter's Halloween. Yes. Which was released in 1978. The original, was, the original in was in 1978, and the remake by Rob Zombie... Look at Z us. We're yes. so awesome. We take notes. Yes, we <laughs> want to get the dates right. Yes, and the remake by Rob Zombie was in 2007. Yeah, it was later. Now, there are parts of it that are considered a remake, where it has a lot of the same characters, the storyline goes very similarly, etc., <laughs> etc. Et now, if you've seen both movies, yeah, they're both horror movies. There's blood and gore and all that jazz. And there's been tons of follow-ups ever since. I mean, Halloween but, had three original, and oh my god, this dog, I should have locked her up. Yes. But whatever. Did she finish the bone? I... You continue with your tirade. I'll deal with the hound. Yes. Like I said, a lot of the storyline, the character, everything between John Carpenter's Halloween and Rob Zombie's Halloween are eerily similar, almost identical. But obviously it's Rob Zombie, so there was a lot more blood and gore and craziness going on in the Rob Zombie one. That having been said, when you extend it onto Halloween 2 by both John Carpenter and Rob Zombie, that's where I'm it not... almost becomes... Hello! Hello! It almost becomes a bit of a standalone in and of itself. For those of you that have seen both, the endings are so drastically different, which is what made me consider Halloween 2 as its own standalone in its own respect. Mm -hmm. Because the endings are so different, so different, you can't make a, co a comparison between the two. No, I mean, because honestly, I saw both. Um, I did, and I actually have not seen the one that just came out. Oh, that one? No, I haven't seen I that haven't one seen that one yet. I know all my friends who are like giant horror fans are looking in horror at the screen right now over the fact The judgmental that, stare. The judgmental stare is there. They're sitting there going, bitch, you ain't seen the new Halloween yet! Man, shit, son! Shit. Anyways, either way, I saw the original, mm -hmm. and I was, like, a child when I saw the original, so for me, that scared the ever-living fuck out of me as a kid. And then as a, a time went on, I saw Halloween, what was it, uh, two? What was the name of that one? 
Which one? The second Halloween, the originals of the trilogy, the original trilogy. Because I know Halloween 3 was Night of the Witch. Season of the Witch. It was se- Thank you. Season of the Witch, and it had nothing to do with Michael Myers whatsoever. No, only thing it did was have his mask. Yes, his mask did make a cameo it. In did. It. But um, the it was Halloween, Halloween 2. It was just called Halloween 2. Okay, so then I wasn't wrong. Um. No. When you get into, I believe, four and five, it's you know the revenge, Hot, the return of Michael Myers, the curse of Michael Myers. And then there was Halloween two thousand or H two O. Thank you. Halloween H two O, which premiered twenty years after the original, which then was, I believe, Halloween. It was H two O, then Halloween something, and it wasn't that good. It was that one with Busta Rhymes. Oh. Okay, and now here's the question: Do these count? See, and this will beggar the question. Do these movies, since technically a few of them were remakes of the original three, do they count as reboots, remakes, or are they just being recycled ideas? Um, my personal opinion, when H2O is a continuation of that's the, a continuation. Uh, that's a continuation of the. That would be considered original. a sequel. Yeah, that's a that sequel. That is a sequel. Unfortunately, so does the bad one with Buster Rhymes too, Mm-mm. because same actress plays. Hi, mom. Hi, Mama Jade. Mama Phoenix! Um, Mama Jade! We love you. Okay, bye. The bad one with Busta Rhymes actually still has Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie. Yeah, well, she co- she did come back. And she was actually killed in that movie. Yes, which do- beggars the question, how the fuck is she back in the latest remake? I didn't see it. Hey. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was a Phoenix, Phoenix down. Phoenix Now. Mm. But yeah. see, now this beggars the question. The original... Was 1978. The mm-hmm. original remake of this movie is 2007. Mm-hmm. Does every movie that comes after that, whether it followed the original trilogy as sequels, or does it follow the vein of the remake? Do well, they count as sequels, reboots, revamps? Well, when we got when we got to the third one in Rob Zombie under Rob Zombie's belt, unfortunately, he was a little hamstrung in my opinion because Halloween three was Season of the Witch, which is actually a standalone, in my opinion. I don't disagree with you. It is a standalone, while it is in the it is in the ballpark, but it's, it's not... It's way, way far left field. Yeah. 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 So, it's the, it's the, it would be like if you're playing baseball and you're facing the Yankees, you're the visiting team. Yeah. Yeah. Boston Red Sox. Fuck you. Boston Sox! Yeah. Fuck Boston. Boston. Anyways, so wicked pissa. So yeah, yeah. How about I get in my car and we go to the stadium and see how it goes. Either way. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just get off my grass in my yard. Yeah, yeah. All right, enough of that. Woo! We're gonna, we're we're gonna move out of the horror genre for a little bit. We're gonna go a little bit more classical. We're gonna talk about probably the first in the Disney realm of the original and remake, which would be 101 Dalmatians. Now, the original 101 Dalmatians is one of my favorite cartoons of all time. Great movie. Came out in 1961, and it was uh, innovative for its time because it was like using a new type of cell work for the mm-hmm. animation, and it had brand new... Was there... There were songs? Yeah, they all had songs. Yeah. There were songs, yeah. Some. There was a couple. Actually, No. Only Cruella DeVille is the only song in that entire movie. That's all that really matters, because she was an awesome villain. A villain with no superpowers right, but I'm saying, in like, Disney. Think about it, think about it. Every single movie up until then had music. Yes. 1961's 101 Dalmatians had one song. Yeah, but... In the whole movie. The rest was all action. I like that. And then when they redid it in 1996, they brought back the Cruella DeVille song, mm-hmm. but they 
kept to the original storyline. Yes. And you got to admit, was it Bette Midler? Glenn Close. Glenn Close, sorry. Glenn Close was great as Cruella DeVille. Ooh, sexy as fuck, too. That woman is glamour. And you know what? That movie also proved that Jeff Daniels is a legit actor. Yeah, because it came out after Dumb and Dumber. Came out after Dumb and Dumber, and he could play it, you know, Disney straight. What they call Disney straight. Yeah. He was the straight man because he was Roger Darling. Yeah. But he had his goofy moments, and still... You had live action puppies, which first of all is a big draw. Live action puppies, big draw. And you got to understand that a lot of these puppies, puppies grow super fast. So like you're going to have a puppy and you're going to get the puppy at the age that it needs to be and the age that they want it on screen. That puppy is not going to stay that size that long. Mm -hmm. At most you get out of those puppies for that size is what, three weeks? Mm -hmm. If that. Now, if I'm going to play devil's advocate for a brief moment here... Go ahead. Don't you um, already? Yeah, I, I yeah. am playing devil's advocate a little bit. As I'm sharing on our social media. Share thing, our cast! <laughs> the thing with the remake of 101 Dalmatians with Glenn Close was... The puppies all pretty much, with the exception of one, all had different names. Because if you go by the original 1961... All 15 you, had names. Well, but they're different names in the Glenn Close one, with the exception of one. Yes, only one followed the original movie. Yes. Lucky. Yes, Lucky. Because in the original, you had Patch, you had Rolly. Uh, you had Penny, yes, Pepper. Yes, Penny, Penny, Pepper, all of them. And then in the remake, you had Jewel, you had Oddball, and then my Dipstick. personal... Dipstick. and then my personal favorite, Wizard. Oh, yeah. Wizard was my favorite puppy. They did, oh, such fun. So, oh, those puppies are so adorable. Disney, why have you not created a live 101 Dalmatians ride where it's just us chilling with a fucking 101 Dalmatians? Like, and like us, just, you know, just us laying trying to with puppies. Cruella DeVille? Just laying with puppies. I, I want that. Make it, Disney, make mm-hmm. it so. Save puppies. And still, on the remake, you had the villains under Corellaville, Jasper, who was played by the brilliant Hugh Laurie. Mm-hmm. And I cannot remember the name of the other guy. Uh, Horace, but Horace, I, don't, thank I you. don't remember the actor. No, but Horace and Jasper. And they kept that almost Home alone slapstick that was in the original cartoon. You also gotta remember that Hugh Laurie at the time, he didn't do House. This House was before yet. House. This is before House. So you could be, like, never seeing this. Like, say you have never seen this movie before. But you've watched House, and you decide to go back on our recommendation, which I suggest you do, and watch this movie. All of a sudden, you're going to be seeing Hugh Laurie in a completely different light. Yeah. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, just since we're on the Disney thread, let's let's go on down the line a little bit. Let's go with um, a movie that's I know the original is mine and Jade Phoenix's, mm-hmm. one of our personal favorites, and that's Alice in Wonderland. Yes. This is where we may trigger a couple of you out there where you're like, oh no, it's a standalone movie that has nothing to do with Alice in Wonderland and blah, 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 blah. Have you guys realized the hair is the same fucking color as the Cheshire Cat? Did you put two and two together yet? I am the Cheshire Cat. You have a cat named Cheshire. No, I am the Cheshire Cat in real life. Mm Because if I'm smiling, be afraid. Be very afraid. Be afraid. House and Arthur Weasley... Yes, the guy that played Arthur Weasley was the guy that played Horace. My mother is correct again. That is correct. Thank you. Thank you, Mama Jade. Actually, no, that wasn't my mom. My mom said Jeff Daniels is Atticus Finch. Yes. Oh, Jeff Daniels is Atticus Finch. Yes. Yes. 
Jeff Daniels for the fucking... And he was the dude, wasn't he the dude? No, that's Jeff Bridges. Ah, whatever. It's a Jeff. <laughs> the dude abides. The dude abides, which also hit 20 years yes. anniversary. 20 or 25. Now, yes, the original Alice in Wonderland getting us back on top of yes, 1951. Tangent. Yeah. Now, those of you that have read Lewis Carroll's Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, and then... Which was published in the 1800s, mind yeah. you. God did a lot of drugs. Woo! He was on acid more than we could... Anybody in the 60s had nothing on Lewis Carroll. Yeah. No. Nah. No. Nah. Now, the original. Great. For... 1951 great animation for what you needed to give wonderland life yeah colors everywhere Mm -hmm. and shadow the shadow work on that alone was beautiful and a lot of people will go back and watch alice in wonderland now Mm -hmm. and they'll be like i can't follow the story that's because that's how it was in the actual book the story was so boop, 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 boop. Mm-hmm. You had no idea which way Alice was going because Alice herself had no idea which way she was going. Hello, Tony. Yes. Hello, Tony. Move on. Tony, don't. Oh. Can you? Wow, cat. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Now, now, there was a TV movie remake of Alice in Wonderland, which is uh, in the mid. No, no. I'm not talking about Adventures in Wonderland on the Disney Channel. I'm talking about the remake they did where Whoopi Goldberg was the Cheshire Cat, which was the mid-90s, I believe. Oh, right, where they were redoing all those movies for, t- like, and it wasn't even Disney Channel yeah. movies, it was like... No, it was, it was I think it was like NBC. Channel 11 yeah, or... No, I think it was NBC. I don't remember. Or ABC, one of those channels. We're not going to talk about it because it wasn't that great a movie. And honestly, we're really only dealing with cinema today, not made for TV. Yeah. But you got to understand, Alice in Wonderland this has spawned series. TV shows, video games. I mean, Alice, The Madness Returns. Oh, yes, America McGee's Alice. Yes. I mean, and that, and then on top of that, you have, um, oh, God, there's a there's a comic book series uh, that I love because it's fucking twisted, insane, and bloody, and that's, um, it is an Alice, Alice in Wonderland. Are you talking about Miyuki-chan in Wonderland? No. I'm actually talking about, it's drawn by, um, Scott Campbell. Oh, okay. Um... And I'm going to remember it later, but whatever. Let's get in. We're going on tangents today. This is tangent day. Probably because I have a lot of blood loss. Mm -hmm. And then fast forward to the year 2010, where Disney decided to (laughs) remake Alice in Wonderland. And that is the one that probably a lot of you do know. And that's the one with Johnny Depp. Mm. Playing the Mad Hatter. And the late, great Alan Rickman as the Caterpillar. Who Hell. just died a couple His of days ago, three years. Yeah, three years. Three years. Ow! Yeah, yeah if you saw him jump, that's because Tony's decided he wants to scratch the shit out of us. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> yeah, okay. Alan Rickman did play the Caterpillar. Yes, Alan Rickman did play Rest the... in peace, we love mm-hmm. you. And Helen Bonham Carter as the Red Queen. And Anne Hathaway, to a lesser extent, as the White Queen. Which, believe it or not, they did not feature in the original cartoon. No. No, because the White Queen is actually through the looking glass. Yeah, you don't really get to the White Queen until you get to the second book in the Alice in Wonderland Well, they series. kind of, well, for the, for the Anne Hathaway, they did the White Queen. And then a lot of people also make an argument that the Duchess from the original literature was supposed to be the White Queen. Well, the interpretation is there. And, of course, you had to have another big name. Yeah. You had, I mean, there was a lot of big names to start with. I mean, the Alice wasn't particularly famous, but you had, like I said, Alan Rickman as the Caterpillar. You had Helena Bonham Carter as the Red Queen. Anne Hathaway as the White Queen. Johnny Depp as the Mad Hatter. 
etc., etc. Now, both movies, obviously, 2010's Alice in Wonderland was a Tim Burton movie. Which is our favorite director. Yes. Stylistically very different, but still, a lot of the same elements, a lot of that same bright color everywhere to drive the storyline mm-hmm. going forward. Now, they did dip into what the through the looking glass, which then they made the movie a little later, were referencing the Jabberwocky in the original. Well, she had to fight the Jabberwocky. Yes, but that but the Jabberwocky only comes out in through the looking glass in the in the literature. Well, see, the thing is, is you got to understand that a lot of these remakes, because honestly, this uh, this Alice in Wonderland, I'm going to say, is definitely a remake, because you go in expecting the little blonde Alice in her little blue dress with the white apron and the black um, headband, who's going to play with flamingos and you know to eat you know, things that she shouldn't be eating and drinking things that she shouldn't be drinking and getting into all these wonderful misadventures. But in actuality, in this, the remake, you have Alice who's notably fighting for her life. Yeah. You know? And, like, and it's just, it's a darker spin, which our, Tim Bur- Burton. our Burton's known no for. No duh. You know? And, and, and it brings me to want to bring up the next film that we can bring up with it that is linked to Burton. That is coming out later this year, and it is also technically another remake. But since it's Burton, does it count as a reboot? I think just because of Tim Burton's style, you have to consider it at least like 60% reboot. I would say, I would have to agree with you. Because Tim Burton has a style all his own. If you look at any of his movies, whether animated or live action, they have that almost pall of noir over them yeah there's just a little inherent darkness in all of them and mind you the darkness grows in a lot of them i.e sweeney todd just quickly they're all kind of dark what are you talking about every single tim burton movie made even the cartoons even the even james and the giant peach dark dark fucking movies if you think about it but mm-hmm. we're not going to get into how much we live Tim what we love Tim Burton at least because, not on this cast no cuz that will be here for hours but thinking about this the original dumbo came out in 1941 so the original dumbo obviously came out in a time where there are certain things you could get away with way more than what you can get away with now i.e. the crows I've done seen a lot of things, but I, but I don't know how they're going to get that past the righteous people. No. And then on top of that, if you think about what our circuses have been going through for years with yeah. all the abuse and the fact that now most of the circuses are dead. Yeah. What, 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 the what, only the one Ringling I, Brothers and Universal? No, Ringling Brothers is done. Barnum and Bailey? Gone. I went to the final show. So what's it, just Big Apple and Universal? Big Apple and I think Universal Soul Circus are the only ones that are still really making the circuit. And they got rid of most of their... I'm going to say nothing about that. And the thing is, but that's the other thing. The last show of Ringling Brothers had no animals. I mean, they had tigers and lions, which made me want to lose my shit and scream. But they didn't have elephants. Mm. The elephants are gone. And I, I'm okay with this because, you know, of all the uh, abuse. But this movie now, think about it. Tim Burton has to reimagine a movie that was created in a time where racism was accepted, animal abuse was accepted, all sorts of things that could trigger the fuck out of you snowflakes. 
is now ha going to be reimagined in a fucking movie in a way that Tim Burton does it, which makes it darker and scarier and even more realistic. You gonna yeah. be able to handle it? Look out, snowflakes. You probably gonna get triggered because Tim Burton's probably gonna pick on you. Clicky, 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 clicky. I'm turning you on and off. Clicky, clicky. Yes. Now, however, speaking about this year's coming reboot. Because we're not gonna hop on our hype. We're not gonna hop no. on the hype train again. No, no. I'm just gonna talk. But it's at the station. About one particular scene from the original that I am very much looking forward to seeing Tim Burton's interpretation of, and that's Pink, Pink Elephant on Parade. Yeah. I if don't want to do know. It, oh, if they don't, I will be so disappointed in I, Tim Burton. I really will. I if, really will. I will. I mean, Disney, you gave us Pink Elephants in 1941. You better give us fucking Pink Elephants in 2019. Yes. Now. The Phoenix Gate is spoken. Spoken. And a quick tangent. Everybody who doesn't know, Pink Elephants on Parade is actually a reference to Delirium Tremens. Which is a wonderful beer, by the way. Yes. Oh, Delirium Tremens is a wonderful uh, beer. I love it. And what's on the label? Pink elephants. All sorts of different colored elephants. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, believe it or not, when you drink it, you actually do get a little delirious. Oh, yeah. Because it's made with hydrogen. Yeah, it's a hydro beer. It's a hydro beer. So it gets now, you fucked up. Delirium Tremens, at its core, is a condition sound found in chronic alcoholics, where they have all sorts of vital sign changes, hallucinations, which is where all the pink elephants came from that he saw, because they got Dumbo drunk unintentionally. Yeah. But that was on, I think, gin. Alcohol's alcohol. Alcohol's alcohol in the end, because it still metabolizes the same way, and oh my god, we just went medic. For a brief moment. It's whatever. Yeah. Anyways. But... Now, this year also is going to spawn a remake and a in my opinion, a poor recycling of another classic Disney movie, Disney. and that would be I'm twitching. 1992's Aladdin. This year we're getting a remake, recycling of the worst caliber in Aladdin. I'm trying to keep my cool. Yeah. I mean, you know what? You can keep your cool. I'm not. There is no way on this fucking planet that Will Smith will ever... Replace Robin Williams. They never should have touched any film that Robin Williams has done. They got Leave away with Jumanji because they catalog. changed the they changed story. the storyline. That is a reboot. That's a the reboot. Jumanji, Jumanji, which we should actually talk about, but we're not going to. Jumanji was original was from 1996. Yes. And they redid Jumanji with The Rock and Kevin Hart, but it was a completely different retelling. Jack Black. Yeah, well, you yeah, know, I was... I know The Rock and Kevin Hart do a lot of movies, but it was The Rock and Jack Black. Yeah, I love that interaction. But I'm just saying, this was not a recycle. This was a full-on reboot. reboot. That was a reboot. And in, the funny thing is, is it was a reboot that was intended to technically be a sequel. In a way. Because I they guess. do have the small references to the original movie. But they paid respect with that small reference where it's letting us know, hey... We know that you love Robin Williams. We know that the, the original Jumanji will always hold a place in your heart. Here's a little nyot towards that, but understand that this is a standalone movie. Yes. And as will the sequel to it coming out, I think, in 2020. Or maybe at the end of this year. I'm not sure on the release date. Yes. But, now, Alex gonna... says they could have done better with the casting of Aladdin. I still say that Adid Fair would have been, should have been Jafar. I agree with you. I would agree with you on that. I do. The casting in this Aladdin movie mm -hmm. sucks. I don't agree with it. I'm sorry. I, maybe it's because I'm biased just like you. 
don't fucking touch Robin Williams' catalog. Just don't. Leave it alone. I mean, there there's a certain degree of reverence and just don't fucking touch it between the Robin Williams library, almost like the Beatles library. You don't see somebody out there trying to remake Hey Jude or Eight Days a Week. No, they because just cover they, it. They just cover it. And covers are different. Can cover, covers are considered reboots mm. by our logic. Covers are actually, by our logic, considered recycles. Depends on the take it they take It depends on the take that they take it, but it is a recycling of an original. So yeah. I would actually, because when you recycle, you turn it into something else. Yeah, okay. It's a I'll, recycling. I'll, I'll, I'll concede that point. Yeah, you will concede that point, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't kill me, twin. Don't kill me. But this is what I'm talking about. Like, we're talking... Ah, that was uncalled for. No, it wasn't. No, you're right. <laughs> Plus, studies have shown that secondhand vapor is harmless. There. I, I got on my soapbox for like a brief moment. Now. Enjoy your douche fruit. Shit up. Yep. So let's go. Let's take it off the. Yeah. Let's take it off the Disney fane right now. Yeah. I mean, let's jump back to horror for a yeah, little bit. Yeah, because that's our. That is like our niche. That's our genres. Mm -hmm. If we're not watching Disney, we're watching horror movies or, or comic cartoons book, or comic book movies. Yeah, we're not talking comic book remakes no. because there are movies that need not be named. Yeah. Fantastic Four. <coughs> oh anyway. God! So much, so much, so much um, coughing from that smoke. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to another classic slasher film, and that would be 1980's Friday the 13th, oh, which yeah. spawned a whole series of movies that there are certain ones that can be considered reboots, like Jason X, but that's all I'm going to say about hey, it. Hey, Johnny Depp is start. No, that's Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. Friday the 13th, where poor bully Jason drowns in the lake of Camp Crystal Lake, yep. and in the original... His mother brings him back, or his mother's actually the original killer. His mother is the original killer. So she gets decapitated, and that rises Jason out of the lake. Now, there we go. There's the storyline of the classic Friday the 13th. Which came out in... 1980. Uh, 1980, yeah. 1980. Five years before I was born. Mm -hmm. Two years before you? Yeah, two years two before years me. Two years before you. 1980. Now we're going to fast forward to 2009, when they decided to remake Friday the 13th. Now... I'm going to be fair. It's kind of a half and half. It's kind of a half a remake, and it's kind of a half a reboot. Go ahead. Pretty much because the entire character of Mrs. Voorhees is essentially absent from the 2009 version. Where so it's, technically it would actually be a recycle. It's a recycle reboot because you're sending Jason out on his own. Yes. On his own. Which technically didn't happen until Friday the 13th, too. Yes. And also in 2009's Friday the 13th, these kids are not just stupid teen... Well, they are stupid teenagers caught out in the woods. Having but, sex. Yeah. But they're not just trying to go to Camp Crystal Lake. They're actually looking for, like, a hidden pot stash somewhere in the woods. Yeah, there's, like, some kind of weird yeah, shit Yeah, apparently that. Jason, like, guards the weed stash. Yeah. Go figure. I mean, figure. For, for a guy that's guarding a bunch of weed, he's awfully violent. Yeah, and he seriously... And I'll give I'll give the 2009 one credit. Yeah. They got a little more creative with the deaths. It's mm. not just hack with a machete, hack rah, with a machete. Rah, my rah. personal favorite is when break he, a back. Yeah. No, my personal favorite is when he wrapped up the chick in the in the sleeping bag and he roasted her over the fire. Yeah, that was my favorite too. Oh, I was just like, yes. Oh, I was like, I'm hungry now. Can I go have like rotisserie? I want some pie. I want some a nice Chianti. Chianti. 
But yeah, that was, I love the fact that Jason wasn't just this mindless fucking beast man who was slash and kill and, and then everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh, oh my God. No, you didn't know that motherfucker was there until you were getting locked up in your sleeping bag and roasted over a spit. <laughs> you know, I mean, and the thing is, is also, I like the fact that, yeah, the original had a lot of suspense, mm-hmm. but the second, the, the recycle reboot had even more. Yeah. Because it, Jason did a lot more stalking in the 2009 one, where he was getting a little closer. And then you think he's going to get him, but no, they, they they start walking in. And then he just like, gets a little ah, closer. Ah, oh. Oh. And then, ah, ah, no. Ah, ah, no. And then you're like, then okay. You're like, ah! And then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit. It's like, fuck, that's a lot of corn syrup. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like. That, technically... That movie was definitely not paleo, not vegan, not nothing. No, it was just pure on awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was one of the few remakes that I actually said, mm-hmm. okay, they did that okay. They did yeah. that well. They did, you, 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 you did good. You did good. One of my cats just spit up. I think it was... Shadow, and, the old oh, man. Sh- oh, Shadow? He's good. Um, But, yeah, to continue in that vein, I mean, since I did bring up yeah, Johnny Depp... And let's go even... Further back through history to the year 1976 for Stephen King's classic interpretation of Carrie. Now, I'd want to... Actually, let's save Carrie for, like, the end, because Carrie's a special. Carrie's special. Okay, then we'll go forward a couple more years to George Romero's classic 1978 film, Dawn Dawn of the the Dead. Dead. Now, mind you, for 1978, it was just kind of a strange movie, because there was some dialogue in it. I think it's a, the wasn't it also like the very first appearance of actual zombies in cinema? With the exception of the serpent and the rainbow, yeah. Yeah. And it was done, what was it, all black and white? The original yes, the original was black and Dawn white. Dawn of the Dead was all black and white. And it was fucking scary. As hell. Because you, because you just had this mindless ah! horde of zombies that was ever growing yeah. and ever hungry. And all they cared about was feeding that insatiable hunger for flesh. Ah! Why do I okay, like a Dio, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer your comment in a second. Ghostbusters is a reboot, flat out. Full on. Full on. It's a full on reboot, and now, it's however, not even however, recycling. Upcoming. No, that is hype train. That is awesome. I've already seen it. I've seen the trailers for it. We will speak of that when it comes out. When it no, we will speak of this when we have more time to cover it because Ghostbusters is sacred. Yes. I would agree. Ghostbusters is sacred. Ghostbusters is one of our sacred trios. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. But yeah. And then you fast forward to the year 2004, where you adopt modern cinematography, modern effects and everything, to the remake of Dawn of of the Dead. Yeah, which was in color. Yes, it was in color. They did it in color. You you remade the original movie in color. The whole part of the fucking scariness was the fact that it was in black and white. What is wrong with you? I did not like the remake, if you can't tell. No, I I wasn't a big fan of it either. I agree with my sister here. They should have shot the movie in black and white. It would have been fucking twisted, considering what we can do now. Mm -hmm. Or even back, what was it, you were talking 2004. Even though 2004 was 15 years ago, oh my god, it was 15 years ago. Even though it happened in 15 years ago, and we've made leaps and bounds and like CGI and shit like that, you could have fucking done so much damage with a black and white film not just a film that has grayscale like um uh, was it haunted hill the house on haunted hill 
No, 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 no not was... House on Haunted Hill. The video game movie Haunted Hill, or what? With the one with the sirens. Silent Hill. Thank you. Shut up. I'm tired. I've lost a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. But yeah, um, no, they could have shot it in black and white because there are movies out there that are shot almost entirely in black and white. Sin City. That's exactly what I was going to reference, was Sin City. <laughs> Both of them were shot almost 100% in black and white, and they were fucking awesome movies. And the thing is, is technically, would you consider that black and white or grayscale? Because that's actually more grayscale than it is black and white. But look at the cinema photography. Well, no, I would consider it shot in a monochromatic black and white with accents of color just to draw your attention. Which is how the comic was. Yes. Okay, I mean, but look at that. That Sin City was a fucking masterpiece. I have cosplayed as characters from Sin City before. Well, one in particular. Yes, I know. Oh my god, that body painting was not fun. That body painting was not fun. No. But, either way, I'm saying, like... And I'm they... going to put it out there, no, it wasn't Marv. Even though there was a great Marv at Wintercom this year. Yeah, he actually goes around doing that pro- professionally as a Marv. He's great. Um, I think he's, like, Strongman something or other. I forget his name. Tank. Tank, thank he's you. He's Tank, the life-size action figure. Shout out to Tank, the live-action guy. The life-size action figure. There you go. Yep, he great was our DJ at Wintercom. Great dude. Yeah, very nice. But I'm just saying, you really dropped the ball with this Dawn of the Dead remake from 2004. Mm-hmm. You could have been. Especially considering. You could have done. We're going to say it again. Nobody wants your bone. Quiet, Cujo. Right? Which also is another remake that we didn't cover. Did they remake Cujo? Oh, yeah. Oh. I, I guess it was that bad. Yes. It's one of those movies where I'm just sitting there and I want to quote my friend Dirt right now. You get. No fuck yous for that movie. I'm sorry. Dirt does yes. this rating system of horror films, and it's amazing. So you get no fuck yous. No fuck yous for you. Anyways. So I, yeah. I really want to get into the, like, the freaking... But no, but I was going to say, Dawn of the Dead, in terms of like hardcore horror fans, is another sacred movie. Sacred. So for you to have the audacity... To not even do it correctly. How dare you. Shame, shame, shame. Where's the bell? Yeah, I was about to say, we should strip you naked and walk you to the town square ringing a bell. Wearing a nunnery. Was it a habit? Yes. And I'm the one well, no, who No, 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 Cersei was wearing a pillory collar. No, the nun Oh, the nun, yes, wearing her. a habit, yes. Shame, <laughs> da-ding, shame, da-ding. Either, either way, either fucking way, you dropped the ball on that remake. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give that... Because I did when I saw it, so... Fuck and it. I gave it a... Yeah, that one you really dropped the ball... Yes. And I hated it. Yes. And now to con- tr- complete the trilogy of classic slasher no, films. No, we didn't complete anything. No, we're going to complete it right now. Yeah. We're going to talk about 1984's classic. Honestly, I love Jason. I love Michael Myers. They're this great is my slasher. boy. Oh, my boy, Freddy Krueger, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Robert 1984. fucking England. Oh, love him. So great in the role. Yeah. Just. So great. There's, I'm sorry. His one-liners were fucking classic. You, there's nothing that can beat a Freddy one-liner. No. And like I said before, and I keep saying, it's Johnny Depp's beginning was... Mm-hmm. Johnny Depp bleeds forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he doesn't talk, which is just how I like him. And now I'm playing with power. My favorite Freddy one-liner. I believe it was Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Yeah. When he's freaking playing the video game. Now, now I'm, I'm playing, playing with, with power. power. I was just like, but, oh, oh God. Oh, God. No, I'm sorry. The original Nightmare on Elm Street 
fucking if you watched it at a, you know back then and and you it were, was scary. It was scary because Freddy, unlike any other villain in a horror movie, got you in the one place where you cannot protect yourself with a knife, a gun. Anything. Well, he got you in your dreams. Well, see, but that's the other thing. They did actually in Dream Warriors turn around and they learn how to fight him. Which, yeah, but, but we're that talking was about when, the original 1984 But that was one. when Nightmare on Elm Street literally became campy. Yeah, it was going to get campy, it but they were campy. still good. But they were campy good. But they were campy good. I mean, and then we, you know, they, they Jason versus Freddy. We're, we're going to get to that in a second. I actually do want to make reference to that in a minute. Why? Because it was... Can't, it was that late Nightmare on Elm Street. Nah. Can't be good. It wasn't horror nah. good. It was can't be good. Nah. Well, she's obviously giving her, but whatever. I now. saw it in theaters and I actually asked for my money back. <laughs> I really did. I went up. I was like, listen, um, I need my money back for that movie. What? It was fucking horrible. But the only, the only saving grace of that movie was both the original Jason and the original Freddy played in it. That was oh. the only saving grace of that movie. Don't tell me you didn't like the Freddy Centipede with the hookah. That actually made me laugh. Exactly. <laughs> that made me laugh But a we're going to jump forward to the year 2010 when they decided and made a horrible error oh. to remake Nightmare on Elm Street. Did they use Robert England tonight? No, they used Jackie Earl Haley. Now, don't yeah. get me wrong. I like Jackie Earl Haley as an actor. He was great as Rorschach in the Watchmen movie. Yes. Very, very good. Unmasked, mask. he was great. Yes. Freddy Krueger, he is not. No. I'm sorry. I'm, again, one of those purists. It's like Aladdin's genie. Mm-hmm. Robert England is the only person that can play Freddy Krueger. Yes. However, to give Jack Earl Haley a little bit of credence. I give him his credit I will, credit. I will, I could buy him more easily as a child molester <laughs> than Robert England. Facts. <laughs> I really can't. Okay. As fucked up as it is. Yeah, I can actually see that being a real thing, in then more so than Robert England being yeah. a child molester that gets lets a bunch of parents murder him. Yeah, but well, he gets beset upon. Beset, beset. They beset. For those that have never seen the original. No, no, no! Don't give it away. Make them watch it. Okay, yeah. If you're go, watching this go and watch you've the actually never seen it, Nightmare on Elm Street. Go watch these movies. We're, we're talking about them for a reason because yeah. they're amazing. Unless we're literally telling you. Don't watch it. Yeah. Like, um, Evil Dead. Now, we're not talking about the 1983 original Evil Dead. That, you should go out and watch as many fucking times as you can. Fucking Bruce fucking Campbell. Hail to the king, baby. Hell yeah. And they originally, and, and this is another film that was directed by Stan Raimi. Yeah, Where Sam Raimi. What, whatever! Sam Raimi. You know what I mean. Who then later went on to shoot the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. But we're not going to talk about that. No! The original Evil Dead was done by his brother. Was it? Yes. The one who did the original Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, you're right. You are right. You are right. So it is Stan. I don't know if it's Stan. It's I don't. Stan, but it's Raimi. It's a Raimi film. The original Evil Dead is, like, they did it so well. It was supposed to be scary. It ended up being more campy. Yeah. But there were some moments where you were like, fuck. And let's not get it twisted. Believe it or not, I actually did kind of enjoy the 2013 remake of Evil Dead. Mainly because it was funny. And it actually got... There were things in there that you're sitting there going, Okay, we couldn't do this back in 1983. Like, we couldn't get away with these things. We could get away with more in 1983 with certain scenes. Yeah. 
but we could do more with our cinematography and special effects in 2013. Mm -hmm. I'll give you that. I will give it that. I enjoyed the film. It's not something I would say rush out and see today, unless you're watching the original. Yeah, the original Evil Dead, you should go out and see as many times as possible. Or watch the TV and show. And it, it just dawned upon me that it's actually four classic horror slashers, so I am going to make reference to the last one, and that would be 1974's A Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, now, the original nice. Toby Hooper film. So fucking good for its time. So fucking scary. Such a creepy opening. Oh, my That opening with the... Yeah, that was creepy as hell. Creepy as hell. Even no, though you know, can't handle it. I can't. I, I to this day, I still sit there and I'm just like, nope, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to watch this. Turn it off. But I can't look away. I can never look away from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. To this day, that film makes me afraid to go south. It makes me afraid to go anywhere near large, wide open spaces. I'm like, fuck that. I'm gonna stay right here in the city. I will die a street fucking street rat. I will live my life street as a street rat. rat. Street rat. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. This film alone. Well, actually, no, I'm it's, it's a good still thing. Still to this day terrified. It's a good thing I decided to touch upon this movie. Yeah. Because this is going to come into when I referenced Carrie before. Because this is another special movie, actually. It is. Because you have 2003's remake of A Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Also, it's it a very good. It was a remake. And it was, yeah, it was just as good. It was just as good it as the original. It was just as good as the original. Now, mind you, they made a sequel to that, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The beginning wasn't as good. Ah, it gave you a it little bit its, more insight. It gave you a little more insight to that. And then, in 20, I believe it was 2013. Or 2014. Had, 2013, 2014, they had another Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Mainly because it's like, all these movies came out in like a little chunk of time. So in between, like I would say... 2010 and 2014 all of a sudden they remade all these classic horror films some were really good some, some not were, so much yeah no but even the 2013 texas chainsaw massacre was a solid movie solid solid movie good good movie i mean let's put it I mean, this way and... this movie is so good it influenced house of a thousand corpses and that's saying something because that movie's real fucked fucking up. rob zombie based house of a thousand corpses on a character like Leatherface and his family. From the 74 Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And Rob Zombie was responsible, I think, for the 2003 remake. It was the 2003 or the 2013? Either one he was one responsible for one of them. One of them he was involved in, yeah. Yeah, because he, that, he even said that is one of his defining films. Yeah. And any of my people out there who like are watching or listening who are huge Rob Zombie fans can fact check me. Mm -hmm. Do it. Because I know for a fact that he was involved in, in a lot of the remake of a lot of these horror films. I know that House of a Thousand Corpses, even though it is a standalone movie, which is a fucking amazing, and they finally finished the trilogy! Yep. Those that don't know, there is a third... Tangent! Tangent. You have House of a Thousand Corpses, then you have its sequel, The Devil's Rejects. And now... Now coming, I believe, this year? <laughs> is it this year? Yes. This year... It would be the third in the trilogy, which is Return to Hell, something like that. I think so. I don't, I don't, like, this is the, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, just sorry, look, I'm horrible. I'm, look, I'm looking forward to Baby Girl, uh, the baby, it's just Baby. Moon. Sherry Moon? Yeah, but I'm saying the character. Yeah, Baby. Yeah, baby. With, for Baby and Captain Spaulding, because they just have me rolling. Oh, he's so good. I think I met him once at a Comic-Con. I can't remember at this point. Rob I, No. The guy that plays Spaulding. Oh, Kevin. Yes. 
Yeah. Uh, Sid Haig. Sid Haig. Yes. I think I met him at a Monster Mania. Yeah. Which I will be attending this year. We will be We will be there. But uh, that's like total tangent. Mm -hmm. But those remakes are totally worth it because it, it brings us to the last of the original horror films that literally could stand alone. I'm not even, like, because there are so many horror films that have been remade from originals that just literally defined our parents, you know, childhood. And then they showed it to us. And then we got to see the remakes, which, you know, God forbid we ever breed, we can show to our kids, which some we won't. Um, this brings us to the special one that I wanted to wait until, like, the end of the horror segment to talk about, which is Carrie. Now, Carrie was, re was originally made in 1976. And it was considered one of the scarier movies of the time. Yes. With Sissy Spacek yep. playing Carrie herself. Yep, yep, yep. To this day, people still worship that woman as Carrie. Well, the, in the in the in in one of the later... We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a we'll second. We'll get to that in a second. But I'm saying, so this is a special film because it's been remade not once. It's like Texas Chainsaw. It's it been remade three twice, times. Twice. Twice. Cause three movies. Two remakes. Well, they had a sequel, so technically... Uh, we're we're not going to talk about that fucking okay, abortion. Okay, we don't talk about it. Do we talk... Because we don't talk about the daughter of Carrie that just kills everyone with yeah. CDs. It is what it is. Anyways, Carrie's been remade... First one was remade in 2002. And it was good! It wasn't great! It wasn't great, but, but it, it was good. It was a nice, it was a nice homage mm -hmm. to the original. But then they did it again in, in 2013. 2013. With Chloe Grace Moretz as Carrie. So good. And Sissy Spacek playing her mom. So fucking So they brought good. back the original Carrie to play her mom in the 2013 remake. Dio says that we can't spread that feeling of nostalgia down to our kids anymore. It's not the same. Well, since I don't have kids, I have cats. I agree with you. Yes. Well, neither of us have kids. But you know what I'm going to say to that? Challenge accepted. Yeah, if I ever do breed, you think that my kids will not have an extensive movie knowledge of movies that came out even before I was born? Yeah. You remember when we were all kids and we had those freaking smock costumes? <laughs> I had a Jason. I had a Freddy Krueger. I had a Michael Myers. I mean, if my mother's still watching, she could probably tell me. I don't think I ever dressed up as any horror film, but I know my brother may have. My brother may have. Whatever. But yeah, but I yeah. wore all those old smock costumes. Mm-hmm. And then the best part about this movie is, is that 2013 was so well done, it didn't, and it, and it, and it didn't make me want to shoot the director, okay? It really didn't, and they, they really paid attention to a lot more detail that they weren't allowed to do in the 70s. That's very true. Which is nice, because it actually kind of didn't make Carrie seem like just like some, you know, oh my god, nobody likes me, so I'm going to kill you all in the gym. No, mm -hmm. it actually dives into the reason why a little bit more so than the 76 one did, yeah. of why she becomes the way that she is. Of why, I mean, because, yeah, we had glimpses of abuse at home and bullying in school. and Yeah, I mean, this, but this one and got 2013, more, 2013 ah. was really sort of the, the genesis of this real big anti-bullying movement yeah. that was going down. Now, this movie happens, you know, we all know that have seen the original, that Carrie gets horrifically bullied. Yeah. And, Which you know it, what, it, if you want, I can, I'm going to make an argument that, you know, she's a hero against bullying, because she finally stands up to them all. Yes. I, I don't care that she tears them to shreds. She stands up to them. I, yeah. Because you can tear somebody to shreds in more than one way. Mm-hmm. But I, 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 
I picked up on that right away, and I loved it. It was a great movie. Agreed. And as she's getting older, Chloe Grace Moretz is becoming a fantastic actress. She's actually coming out in one of the new Tim Burton films. Yep, because she was the little girl from Let Me In. Oh, no, no, no. I know what she's doing. She's actually voicing the new Wednesday Addams in the new adaptation cartoon that's going to be coming out. Oh. Yes. Well, then. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, and it's actually, they're going back. I'm not, I'm Mm -hmm. tangent. We're, um, they're going back to the original roots of the Adams family. Good. Yeah, I like it. But, okay, whatever. That is basically bringing to an end of us about talking about whether it's a remake or recycle or a full-on reboot of our horror choices. I mean, there are so many more films that we can speak of in that genre or touching on that genre or, or, or even just in other genres Ooh, altogether. Touching on the genre. That's what she said. <laughs> and Dio did bring up Ghostbusters. I st- Ghostbusters the original, untouchable. Ghostbusters two, great movie. Even better movie. Why am I covered in goo? I don't know. <laughs> Either way, we're talking about those films, and then. And actually, since you just brought up the original Ghostbusters, yeah. I also give mad respect. Tony's back. To, let's say early two thousands when they decided to make. The Ghostbusters video game for PlayStation 3. Yes. And they brought back the original cast. Yes, yes, yes. Hell yes. fucking yeah. Good on you. Yes. And you had all nods to the original. You had Janine. You had Vigo the Carpathian. Yeah. Even that's how you saved your game. You talked to Vigo. Yeah. And then you had Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. We're just saying that. Which is a, a nice upgrade because those, from those of us that remember the 8-bit NES Ghostbusters game, that was fucking horrible. But I still liked it. Oh, no, it was fun. But it, was it was just... still fun to play. And all of my Ghostbusters friends who are part of that movement, who have their own proton packs, who dress in the freaking, in the suit, and they go to different conventions, mm-hmm. and all this shit, yo, good on you for being yes. involved with Ghostbusters, the reboot that they did with the women. Mm-hmm. I like that take on it, but I'm telling you, that's a full reboot. Yes. Deal. Full I'm sorry. It counts as a full-on reboot. Oh, yeah. It's a reboot. It is a reboot. But... I want to bring it back to, um, we're going to talk a little bit more Disney, and then we're going to get the hell out of here, because we got shit to do. Cinderella. I saw the original... 1950. Yeah, I saw the original 1950 version of Cinderella. Who hasn't? I know. But, well, then they've been living under a rock. (laughs) I, I did not see the remake, though. I did. Um, I actually saw, I did not see the remake in theaters because it was like not really, I was like, oh, Cinderella, not my favorite. But I did, they had it on like HBO or it was on Netflix for a while, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. And I just said, fuck it, put it on. While it is a reimagining, it is not a reboot. So it is a... It's a recycle. It's a recycle? It's a recycle. The Cinderella that came out, while it was extremely well done, I love the freaking effects in it. I love the storyline. It's a recycling. It's not the original because... <laughs> It'll never be the original because you're never going to have... <laughs> cause, cause. They didn't even have really mice in this one. They no, did and they did But they were so a part of the integral story were they Jacques did, and Gus Gus. But the thing is, is they talked in the original Disney film. In yes, this they one, did. they do not. But they only talked to each other. They didn't really talk to Cinderella. Well, they tried to. They tried to. Cinderella, Cinderella! Cinderella, Cinderella, night and day, it's Cinderella. Make the fire, make the breakfast. That's right, I know the words. I'm sure you do. I do. Mm -hmm. I am the unchallenged. You cannot challenge me on Disney. I am the 
fucking empress of Disney. I will destroy you in Disney trivia. Bring it on. Challenge made. Come at me. Bro. Hashtag. Come at me, bro. No, not even. Hashtag Disney fucking queen. Yeah. It's one of the few subject matters that I will admit that she knows more about than me. And the funny thing is, is it's not just animated movies that no, I No, no, no. I mean all of Disney. Yeah. From the history, to the biographies, to the parks. Oh, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. This is why I'm not, I can't retain other information, because literally 90% of my brain is Disney. Yep. If you looked into her head, the first thing you hear is, it's the world after all. No, 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 never that. That's classic Disney. And you don't even know the quote. Lion King, which we didn't even mention. No, but there is an upcoming remake of that. That's true. That's what I'm talking about. We did. Yes. The original Lion King came out in 1994. Yes. I believe. Yes. No. No. It, no, because, no, yeah, 1994, because it came out two years after Aladdin. Sorry. Yeah. Um... And now they're doing a live-action remake, which I'm sorry, I'm excited for. Me I think too. it's going to be so well done. They got James Earl fucking Jones to be Mufasa. Yeah. You got back Mufasa. You have my attention. We're good. This is I I don't think I don't think it's going to be a remake. I think this is also a recycle. No, I think it's almost no. Yeah, it's a recycle. It's You're a right. recycle. The thing about the Disney live actions that I'm starting to notice is they are not reboots unless they specifically take you away from the story that they originally did. Like. We talked about Alice in Wonderland. That is a reboot, not a remake or a recycle. Because they literally gave you more than the original movie. Cinderella, recycle. Because they followed the original storyline from Hans Christian Andersen to a point, but not to a point where it was still scary and the bitch was walking on fucking knives and had iron hot shoes. Which is actually true. Because yes. in the original story, the shoe, Cinderella's shoes were not made of glass. They were made of hot iron. And they were literally, her feet were literally melted into them. Yeah. That's how fucking twisted our fucking fairy tales are. But yep. whatever. Tangent. When, not going back. And when the, and since we're talking about the classic, when the prince chooses her, then a murder of crows come and peck out the stepsister's eyes. And let's not also, when he does also try to fit the shoe onto the other stepsister's, they cut off one stepsister's large toe, and they cut off the heel of the other one to make the shoe fit. Which they actually do reference in Stephen Sondheim's Into the Woods. Yes, they do. Which is actually not a bad movie. No, the, the remake wasn't that bad. It actually made me respect Anna Kendrick. Agreed. But let's get to a standalone movie, which technically is considered a full reboot. Yes. Because it is not Sleeping Beauty. Yes. I'm going to let her take this one because I've actually not seen this. I haven't. I'm sorry. I, I have nothing. I'm going to sit here and drink while you talk yes, about it. Yes, please. Maleficent. While Maleficent, it's literally Sleeping Beauty, but told from the perspective of Maleficent. So in my opinion, this makes this movie a full-on reboot. Because I would agree. In the original Sleeping Beauty, the, that was told from an omniscient point of view. Where you are still technically following the three good fairies and, and and Aurora, but you're not seeing it from their point of view. You're not understanding why they are the way that they are. You're not seeing the history. You're just following the storyline of Sleeping Beauty herself. Maleficent is told from, while it is still a third person view, it still shows you the history of why this fucking person becomes the evil bitch that she is. 
And then later on, it, since it becomes, I'm saying full reboot because she's not a villain in the end. Sorry, spoiler alert. She's not a fucking villain in the end. But this is not, this is a standalone movie. It's not, it's not a recycle. It's not a remake. It is a full-on reboot. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to agree. We can get I, to the last I'll, one I'll, of the I'll, night. I'll, yeah, we're going to get to the last one of the night, which is the classic Disney film from 1991 known as Beauty and the Beast. The, one of the only films I, I think to ever win an actual Academy Award. Mm-hmm. If not, it may have been the first Disney film to win an Academy Award. I think. I'm pretty sure it was the first Disney film to ever win, Disney full-length feature film, I should say, yeah. to win an Academy Award. I will fact-check that later, mm-hmm. but I'm almost yeah. fucking positive that that's what yeah. it is. I can contribute to the classic of this because I've seen it. Plus, I've seen the Broadway musical several times. I haven't. You haven't seen Beauty and the Beast no, on Broadway? No, I'm Oh, how sad for you. You should. I'm actually very deprived in yes. Broadway. For, on a quick tangent, those of us that do know Broadway and know the actor John Tertaglia, one of the times I saw it, he was Lumiere, and he literally stole the show. There was a standing ovation at the end of Be Our Guest, and that man shook his tushy at the audience for a good, like, 10, 15 minutes, because they would Aww. not stop cheering at him. Now, those, John Tertaglia, of course, got his start on Avenue Q. Which I have seen. Yes. <laughs> I actually have seen that one. I might take this off because it's, like, starting oh. to get weird. Oh. No, keep talking. Okay. Well, yeah, the original Beauty and the Beast. We all know Belle, the slightly off girl in the French village. She's smart. She reads books. Which and is everybody... unheard of back yeah. then. Ow. Ooh, sorry, bud. It's all good. But, yeah. Ooh, yes. We ah, all know. Bloody yep. bird. We hashtag bloody bird. Hashtag bloody bird. Now, for those that know the movie, and I'm sure we all know the classic movie. Her father Maurice ends up in the Beast's castle. He gets taken prisoner, and she takes his place in order to she save him because he's sick. He's sick and well, he's dying. Sold. In the remake, that didn't happen. I mean, it did, but it. Not no. the reason why. Yeah, no, I'm talking the, the, the classic. In the classic cartoon. Animated. He's got a cold, which is probably actually closer to pneumonia. Hi, Peanut. Hi, Peanut. Peanut Snout. Hashtag Peanut Snout. Hashtag Peanut Snout. But, snout. yeah, listen, the original movie was just, it, it was beautiful because it was, it was also great. the first time they mixed C, they, like, well, actually, no, yeah, first time they ever mixed CGI with animation. Yes. It was, the, and it was in a couple of scenes. It was in... <clears throat> it was in the uh, ballroom scene where they're dancing to Tale oh, as yeah. Old as Time. Um, I think it was in an. What else was it in? Did, or is that the only one that they did it? I think that may have been the only scene, but then they redid it and then added and then, in scenes that they actually added from the musical. Yeah. So if you have the original VHS tape, which I do, you don't get the scene uh, human again. Yes. But in the new re-released ones, Tony Catbutt in the um hashtag Catbutt hashtag Catbutt in the new re-released one, you do get Human Again, which is a brand new scene that they did went back reanimated and found the original voices to do. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about the '91. Let us talk about the some of the notable members of that cast. Angela Lansbury yeah. as Mrs. Potts. Yeah, I can't beat that. You can't. She is a classic Broadway actress, and she has played one of my favorite female Broadway roles of all time, being Mrs. Lovett from Sweeney Todd. Yes. And let's not forget Murder, oh. She Wrote. Yes. <laughs> Murder, She Wrote. Murder, Murder she, she Wrote. But I'm just saying, 
like this is one of those things where the original is just uh, it's one of those things you just it's yeah. an unbeatable. Yeah. Now, and you, and I, I have to make I have to make no I have to make a reference. Action. No, I haven't. Mm. But I have to make a reference to another cast member from the original, and it's somebody based on a body of his work you wouldn't have expected, and that's the actor that lent his voice to Lumiere, which is from Law and Order fame, Jerry Orbach. Oh, rest in peace. Rest in peace, Jerry Orbach. Yep. Little people didn't. Little did people know that he actually could sing. Yeah. And he was good at it. Uh, it's true. It always amazes me when you find somebody that's good at something that you wouldn't expect them because of who you've come to know them as. Yeah. But whatever. It is what it is on that one. Um, you didn't see the live action one. I actually got yelled at because I, when I originally saw the live action, I hated it. I did. I hated the live action one. <clears throat> and it, believe it or not, I actually saw them out of order. I saw Beauty and the Beast live action before I saw Cinderella live action. Okay. Yeah. I can forgive that. Yeah. So, um, I got yelled at by, uh, you know, a friend of mine who told me I was crazy and that I needed to give the, uh, the live action a, a second go. And that, I said, okay, fine. Because originally the one I saw was kind of bootleg. It was dark. You didn't really get the pop that he told me that I was missing. So when it came out on DVD, I watched it. And it was enjoyable. I'm sorry. I, I just, I don't see Emma Watson as Belle. No. I can't. I, but let's not get it wrong. The movie was good. It was well done. It was beautiful. I love the fact that they added on to the story a little bit. Gave you more insight. But I don't see Emma Watson as Belle. I just, no, I, I can't. I, I, I don't She's either. Hermione to me. Now, mind you, they're both bookish characters. But similar they are not. Right, no. But, like, I'm not saying if you if you guys like the remake, please don't kill me. I like the remake, and you need to see it. But I'm just saying, it's not the original. This mm -hmm. is not, and this doesn't count as a full reboot. It's a recycle. Mm -hmm. I'm done. But on, on, on that tangent real quick, because it just literally just popped into my head. If Disney wants to blow us out of the water, give the reins <laughs> to Tim Burton and tell him to do a live-action remake of The Black Cauldron. There, I said it. <gasps> do it. Do it now. Do it Do now. It. Stop whining. Quit shouting. He's, Josh Phoenix has spoken. Damn straight. But either way, yeah. that so, brings us to the end of this list. Because trust uh, me, there are so many movies that we can talk about that have been remade over the years that we either loved that or hated. It's time to wrap up. But it Thank is. you for being my neighbor here tonight. Stop it. <laughs> it is definitely time to wrap it up because... Like I said, I've lost a lot of blood today, adding my cardinal. I'm kidding. I didn't lose that much blood. I'm just in a silly mood. But, um... Blame the super blood wolf moon. I do. Oh, my God, I do. I really, really do. Because all I want to do is, like, literally, after we sign off, I want to go running. I don't run! <laughs> I, I, I don't run. I want to go running. I want to go hunting. Yeah. The only R thing she really wants to do is go raiding on Pokemon Go. I didn't even get to do that today because I was getting a tattoo. I could, you know, I could have used you earlier. <laughs> For the Kyogre's by yeah, your house. Yeah, the Kyogre's by my apartment. Hashtag Pokemon Go. Yes. We still play, because we are adults, damn it. We are nerdy adults. And We're that's fucking what, adults. And that's what we do. 
And believe it or not, it's actually a really good way to stay in shape. It's just cold, so you were driving your car right now. Mm-hmm. In the summertime, fuck that. I'm on my fucking I mean, I mean don't get me wrong. I did a mall wild raid all by myself outdoors. I didn't stay in my car. I walked up to the library and stood there and did the raid and oh. then got back in my car half frozen. <laughs> Big shot here. Oh, my. Either way, I am Jade Phoenix. And I am Professor Josh Phoenix. I love that character. <laughs> but tune in to us. Uh, we will not be live next week. Because I'll be in Florida. And I'll be here. Going to the one year anniversary. So shout out to Podcast City Network. Shout out to Podbean. Shout out to, we are now on Spotify. So take a listen. And follow us on our new Twitter account. Just find the Phoenix Gate. Uh, yeah, no, I made it the Phoenix Gate. It's not the Phoenix Gate podcast on Twitter. It's the just Phoenix the Phoenix Gate. And I believe it's the Phoenix Gate also on Twitch. And Instagram. So it's literally Twitter, Twitch, Instagram. The Phoenix Gate. Follow us on Facebook, which is actually the yep. Phoenix Gate, but you gotta add podcast. Because yes. I don't know why, things are weird. Yes, but speaking about the Twitch, yeah. look forward. Kingdom Hearts, to Kingdom your, Hearts, Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Not Hearts. only to Kingdom Hearts, but to your favorite Twin Phoenixes, actually live streaming, specifically Smite and Overwatch. That challenge is still active. Up, up, down, down. We got Smite, how about you? I know you've played Smite, Xavier Woods. We watched you do it. It's time to nut up or shut up. Come on, man. We're calling you out. We are so calling you out. And all of our followers, call them out, too. Come or, on. Or even come face us. Come at me, bro. Let's go. Hashtag bring it. But either way, catch us on Twitch. We will be... Pro- we will be... But see, that's the thing. To find out when we're on Twitch, you got to go on our social media. We're not going to put it on Facebook. No. We're going to be putting it on Twitter or Instagram. So you got to follow both if you want to come... And you're gonna, we're gonna be doing Kingdom Hearts three when it comes out. We're gonna be doing live action, uh, Smite challenges, Overwatch, Overwatch, uh, all sorts of freaking games. You guys want us to actually play or review a game or show you how to do certain things in a game? Hit us up. Mm-hmm. We are so, so ready because we are gaming fucking nerds. Obviously, hello. But I'm saying goodbye. I'm done. I'm gonna drink my. Yeah. <laughs> so again. For my sister Jade Phoenix, I am Josh Phoenix. This has been the Phoenix Gate Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And again, we're not live next week, so we'll see you guys in two weeks. We may not be live, but we will be posting up uh, our content. So listen to us. Listen. But we'll be back January 31st with another live episode. So um, join us. Okay, bye. Deuces. Can you get your butter? Then we're ending. And we're ending.